Hey y'all, welcome to a very special episode of Lost on Mars uh, that I've decided to record in the midst of a very sobering, uh, to say the least, seven-day stretch. Of course, I am referring to the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi and the worldwide mourning uh, that has consequently ensued. Uh, I don't think I'll ever forget where I was when I got wind of the news. I was at Golden Chick. I was eating lunch after church with my bro Marcos and his daughter. It's ironic, right? We were actually about done eating, uh, just talking and laughing and enjoying each other's company. And all of a sudden, Marcos receives a call from his sister. She seems to be nearly hysterical about whatever information she was sharing. Um, And as she relayed her urgent message... Um, which I could see all over Marcos's face, uh, all of a sudden he received another call, at which point my own phone started to blow up with calls and text messages, and at which point I then discovered for myself the news that began to send unprecedented shockwaves throughout our culture. It's still hard to say it now that a fatal helicopter crash had claimed the life of a global icon, along with one of his four daughters, as well as several other passengers. And seven days later, it still feels largely surreal. I mean, there's some hidden irony there, right? Right? I had just been watching clips of Kobe on YouTube the day before. For the same random reason any of us find ourselves randomly watching clips of anybody on YouTube. See, those that know me personally know that I'm a Jordan guy through and through. I felt that if the GOAT discussion centered around MJ, Kobe, and LeBron, if those were the three that we were going with, that LeBron had actually passed Kobe a few years before Kobe retired. But that he'd never rise higher than a very distant second to Mike's unshakable grip on individual greatness on the hardwood. That's just me. However, I did find myself being incredibly impressed with how graciously Kobe had transitioned into retirement. His interviews and and, and his random sound bites, they were all done with the posture and tenor of a statesman. 10 to 15 years his senior very insightful very poised uh, very eloquent Uh, in a very short time Kobe had not only transitioned but completely transformed from a competitive legend into a sage committed to unpacking the life gems he learned through his career with his audience in the same way he was committed to winning multiple championships it was inspiring in a way that I admit added even more substance to his illustrious legacy as a player. And make no mistake, whether he was going off on my Mavs or in Madison Square, making or making a poster out of Doug Christie, the boy was bad, and the Lake Show was must-see TV. Love him or hate him. So none of that is to knock Kobe's greatness as a player. I mean, the guy was incredible. Uh, but see, while my generation wanted to be like Mike, It always escaped me that between the Jordan and LeBron eras, 
the most dominant wing player that these young guys nowadays saw in real time was Kobe Bean Bryant. And what continues to strike me is the fact that unlike his own hero, MJ, the multitudes upon multitudes of these young guys that wanted to be like Kobe, he actually wanted them to be better. It's why we're mourning his untimely death now. More than just the fact that he grew up before our very eyes is who he became. In the wake of his passing, we look around and realize that Kobe was far from the isolated young basketball savant we were first introduced to 24 years ago. Beyond the once-in-a-generation accolades are the number of people who knew him personally. Those who had a personal connection with him, starting with his devotion to his wife and daughters, and extending to what seems like anybody that was lucky enough to talk with him for more than five minutes. I realize that it's for this reason uh, why he was so incredibly beloved. And being now immortalized by death, it's also the reason why he might now go down as having the greatest legacy of all time. With fame uh, that stretches even beyond that of his idol and mine, Michael Jordan. It's crazy, to say the least. Uh, We're still a little shaken up, uh, but... I think there's something there. I think one of the most difficult things to wrap our minds around when a tragedy like this touches down in our lives is what do we take away from it? Is there a lesson or a moral that we can derive from the situation that can help guide us on our path in life after such a violent interruption? I think there is. Everybody talks about the positive mental attitude that Kobe famously coined called the Mamba mentality which is, in general, a determined pursuit of one's goals and personal excellence. It's awesome. But I think the Mamba mentality that Kobe left us with is actually a deposit of magic beans. Remember the story of Jack and the Beanstalk? (laughs) Let me go on and get corny for a second. Walk with me, though. Remember, Jack and his mother were poor and had been surviving off the milk of their one and only cow. That was their income. That is, until the cow stopped producing milk. And as the story goes, Jack traded in the cow for some magic beans, which sprouted a giant beanstalk that Jack climbed. And at the top of this beanstalk was a castle and some treasure that was guarded by a giant. And after he got past the giant uh, with some craftiness and some, some, some skillfulness and some resourcefulness, uh, he was he was able uh, to obtain that treasure. It changed his life. Now, what's interesting about the story, though, was how Jack got the beans. He didn't sell the cow just for money, which is what his mother originally told him to do. She was like, hey, man, you need to take this to the market, get some money for it and come back and we can at least eat off of that for a little while. 
Nah, he didn't do that. What he did was he sold the cow for the beans. And check this out. Not a profit. And whether we have dreams that lie dormant, whether our gifts seem like they're drying up or whether it seems as though what we're called to do has an expiration date that seems like it's right around the corner, like purpose has passed us by or is running out. We cannot unlock the magic by living off of things that cannot sustain us. These things were never intended to sustain us. I think Kobe was teaching us that the Mamba mentality is not just the focus and the willpower that you got to have in order to achieve greatness. It's the magic that activates when you're bold enough to get rid of any and everything not like your purpose. See those cows we have and, and we all got them that we convince ourselves are keeping us alive but are unable to fill us with life. We know they no longer produce milk. These are the reasons we're unfulfilled and unhappy and why our relationships are in disarray. It's all the reasons that Kobe's sudden death was a reminder that tomorrow is not promised. So I want to say thank you, Kobe. I want to say thank you for being the greatness that reminds us to tap into the limitless potential of our magic beings. R.I.P. to the other passengers who lost their lives. R.I.P. to the beautiful young Gianna. And R.I.P. to the GOAT, Kobe Bean Bryant. Lost on Mars, man. Fool what you got.